0: hello and welcome to another episode of Southside side track podcast the podcast that helps you stay side with the chicago red stars it's your girl sandra here to recap the chicago red stars victory against orlando pride red stars win 1-0 and we're also going to get into a quarterfinal preview for chicago red stars red stars in the nwsl playoffs a lot to get into here in this one might be a super size episode might not be we'll see how we're feeling this is gonna be a little bit of a feelings episode yeah as well. it's a vibe. we're throwing it back to our old school days of recording later at the evening and I'm gonna enjoy this one because I'm here tonight with my friend homie and colleague Claire Watkins aka the scam originator
1: Claire are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm already so tired. And it is Tuesday. It is simply Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Before the quarterfinal.
0: And uh, we've got uh, more playoffs to cover. uh, In case you have missed it, this is the Chicago Red Stars podcast. So you come here to listen to me and Claire wax poetic about Chicago Red Stars and talk about the team and what they are doing or not doing. Uh, But the truth is, is that, like, Claire and I have, like, infiltrated this space. So we also do a lot of coverage in many other places. Um and so we're tired, man, but I'm excited to like get to this place. A familiar place. Yeah. It feels like quite frankly uh because it's one of my most favorite places and it's playoff season for Chicago Red Stars.
1: Yes, famously this is the best week of Chicago's year which is the week between making the playoffs and playing in the playoffs. I say that vibe. I say that non-ironically. I love uh, this week every year.
0: Let's keep let's keep the good vibes going and the good yeah. energy. I, I love it. It's uh it, it feels good. It's like the holidays. It's like, oh, it's yeah, like, it's, it's
1: the most it's, wonderful time yes. of the year. Yeah.
0: Red Star is Christmas, baby. Uh look, they had to get things done, man. We we came on this preview last week and we said, let's talk about Orlando Pride. There's some things. Decision day type scenarios happening uh, in that final regular season week. And we thought, well, a number of things can happen because there's other teams also vying for like different positions. And we thought with games happening in the regu- final week of the regular season on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that depending on some results, the Chicago Red Stars might find themselves in different positions. So a Thursday match happened which was a draw between Gotham and Louisville, which sort of opened the door to some promising things for Chicago red stars. And as they were on the road in this final match against Orlando pride, they, they did the thing. Yeah. Claire, they, did it. they They went to Orlando and they came out with a win. They defeated Orlando pride one zero on a very uh, early goal from Khalil watt. It's uh, it was, it was delightful, uh, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, I, I don't mean know how early, was, but
0: a goal from from Watt. and it was yeah. delightful.
1: Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I don't know if it was an amazing game, but Chicago was firmly in control the whole time. There was a there was a period of time in the last maybe five to ten minutes of the first half where things got a little touch and go, but um, that jolted them back to life, and they came out in the second half and they did exactly what they needed to do against a team that was begging to concede and just wrap up, take their ball and, and go home um, and just be done (laughs) and just be done. Exactly. Um, and, and, and they did, they got the job done. Yeah. I, uh, Orlando provides a very funny matchup, I think for Chicago in that, um, A lot of Chicago's strengths come in. I mean, we talked about this uh, before, but their strengths come in their midfield. And if you look at the stats, if you look at the stats of this game, Chicago's midfield is like galaxy brain. It's like Danny Colaprico's, like her passing percentages and stuff like that was like incredible. (laughs) um, Which, I mean, they had a great game, but it also just goes to show what Orlando does not have in that part of the field. Um, But the question was just whether or not they were going to score. And they did
0: yeah they did uh you know going into this match too it was like it provided all these different scenarios not just like the scenario of like what has to happen for them eight clinched or to be possibly uh secure a home playoff but you know prior to this game both of these teams really but were emph- emphasis on the red stars you know had like a really kind of not so pretty injury report it was not very clean chicago uh having a number of players out for a number of different reasons whether it was injury related or uh illness related or covet protocol related um so there was like a real moment there of like i was almost like okay so here's a moment of truth i guess like this is this is what is happening yeah. and yeah. uh claire has you know you have kind of put in motion, um, really the motto we were searching for a narrative on this team all year. And it really is that you have the toast that you have. Yeah. And it just was another scenario in which that echoed true. So it was like, let's take a look at this starting 11. It was absolutely what we had sort of assumed it was going to be. It was Doniak instead of Hill and obviously, uh, Milazzo instead of, um, Casey Krueger, and uh it it was enough it was it was enough and funnily enough you know I, I had figured at one point you know maybe this game is because of the lack of of midfield um for for Orlando I was like well you know maybe this is just going to come down to like you know deep center back duos and we'll see like Orlando very early in the game against Chicago where they did get a win it was very much like a quick counter and like a a lofty ball over and just picking and choosing your stuff. But that wasn't the case in this one. Like this was a very beautiful ball from Morgan Gatra to Kalia Watt past the hour mark. And Kalia Watt, this was actually a really beautiful goal, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was indicative, I think of, of Chicago's strengths and and Orlando's weaknesses, which is that Chicago just brought it right up the spine. They just, you know, Danny Colaprico had the ball that she fed in front of her to, to Morgan Gatra who was able to progress it basically to the top of the box, sends it out to Kalia Watt, who did, she did a little bit of a mal there. She did a Mallory Pew, which is that classic, like, dink, dink shot sort of a thing where you take two touches with your right foot and then send a curler in. Um, yeah, it was a great, it was a great goal. Um, no Way McLeod was was getting towards it. Uh, it was not even, like, the best, I think, well, That whole, that whole game was, was odd in that they were, they were not getting, they were progressing the ball really well and progressing it into dangerous spaces. Like, stop me if you've heard this before, but they were not really getting dangerous shots off. Um, and that was maybe another one where it's just like, maybe you just need to start shooting it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a great goal. Uh, and I, and I, I do want to say like, so a couple updates for for that whole injury report situation is that um uh uh oh my god uh Sarah Woldmo and, and Katie Johnson were out uh under COVID protocol and then Casey Kruger was out due to an illness and I, I believe that those two things were separate from one another. Um and I worry Dame said after the game that he thought that at least Woldmo and um at least Woldmo and Johnson would be available this upcoming weekend. We actually saw Casey Krueger at training today. Don't know. I have no idea if she actually trained, but she was there. seemed like she was doing better. So, so we'll see. But, um, I think, uh, Oh, I was going to say that they, they had to start, start Tana Malazzo and I thought Malazzo had a good game, but I also thought that, um, Aaron Wright had to really take over sometimes and provide some help which is what a good t- teammate does, you know, and, uh, and when we saw that as well. So I just thought, yeah, it was a pretty, despite the fact that they didn't, you know, sink Orlando three, four, nothing. I thought it was a pretty comprehensive performance in all the things that Chicago has historically done well, you know,
0: I also just, yeah. I also just think it was one of these games where just sort of, I mean, it just sort of echoed some of the, I guess, if we're talking in terms of consistency, it has sort of just echoed some of the more consistent performances that we've seen out of this team, where there's a lot of moments during this game, quite frankly, where I did feel a sense of uneasiness and I'm like, oh boy, like, is this team going to get their finishing and like get a ball in the back of the net and try to make something happen, right? Is we're just watching these, these forwards who are good forwards just run and run and run and run and sort of just, run some more um and not kind of having anything to to show for it until until they finally do um but it it didn't feel uh that much different than maybe some other performances that we've seen out of this team um in games prior. I think maybe the little small difference is that they're doing this in a more consistent, Bases, and they're finding themselves on a win streak heading into the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think if you think about the mentality shift, it all really starts with that Portland win. I think that that was the beginning of the end of Chicago's season. And I think that that was the tone setter. And I know obviously a lot happened in between that game and the game they played after. But uh, I think that within that group, that was the first time and they won that two one, which I also think was significant. It wasn't a one zero win. they weren't perfect, you know, they didn't have to be, they actually were able to overcome not being exactly perfect. And I think that that, Um, is important as well. And so I think that you, you look at these games against Orlando, against Kansas city against Orlando, or even like the little fight they, they put up against the rain. Um, there was a point in the season where they would concede and they would get a little downtrodden, I think about it. And the real change that we've seen is just like, there's something to be said for playing the same game 24 times in a row. Which is that when it happens, you've been there before and you feel confident in what you're able to do. And so even this game against Orlando, when it wasn't happening in the first half, and they even kind of lost momentum, lost energy at the end of the half, they, again, they got a little bit of a spark put into them. They came back out in the second half and they got it done. And so I think that that is a good place to be going into playoffs because you're not going to be able to control the game the whole time. And you're not going to be able to always execute the way that you want to execute. And the fact that those were wins and not draws, and we'll talk about this more as a preview of of the Gotham game is progress, absolute progress from, from Chicago's Chicago's earlier parts of the season where they would have these sort of terrible losses, or they would have to come back from being down to, to draw the game and all of that sort of stuff. And so now that they're not making those mistakes, it's allowing, and do I wish the attack was more fluid? Sure. I mean, I've, I've written about this multiple times, but as I I'd much rather reflect fact at this moment and just say that that foundation is very strong and in knockout soccer, that gives you a chance at, in any game.
0: Yeah. It's um, I don't think it's uh, unfair to, to say if, you know, if this red stars team, you know, this 2021 roster is feeling confident, right. Heading into, into their playoffs. Uh, it's, it's with reason, you know, Yeah. Um, despite the sort of maybe ups and downs and ebbs and flows of, of this very long season that, that we've been covering. So maybe let's, let's shift a little bit and sort of take a look at that.
1: Well, the one final thing I do want to say, and this is just sort of going back to things that I've said oh, throughout the year is just, um, they did make top four, you know, we, we, know. we weren't sure they were going to, and, I said at the very beginning of the season, even in the off season, I said, you know, it's nice that they've got six playoff spots. That's nice. I do. I still think it's nice. I think it's lovely that we're getting a longer postseason. But if you want to be a respected team in this league, you need to be consistently making the top four. That's just that's not going to change. I don't think. Um, yeah. I mean, that was always that was always the bar, always right? the bar. Exactly. <laughs> and so I I really just I you know, to say, to say I'm, I'm proud of them means that I like have some investment in it, which is, is not even true. But like, I, I, um, I hope they're proud of themselves is maybe what I'm, I want to say of this group, this group of this group of players. Cause they even talked about after that Orlando game, it's, it was really, I mean, it was lovely in its own way. Sarah Gordon was talking to us after the game, she and Khalil Watt and, the actual quote was she said you know after that game in portland at the beginning of this season everyone thought we were the worst team in the world and i was, I was like well that's a little bit harsh but um hey. yeah i mean they have a lot to be proud of this season and i think talking about the larger narrative of it is it's it's they have a lot to be proud of like because of the things that they still have to work on but that almost makes the achievement greater. So I um I just wanted to say that real quick before we move on to what comes next, because as we know, these things can be fleeting in the in the postseason. So you want to you want to take those moments when you yes,
0: I mean celebrate dubs, uh, you know when you when you get them absolutely celebrate the draw when it comes um, your way. I think we talked about that. I think during you know those those twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen playoff runs there when it was just. Semifinals, it's just like that we wanted to see more of that, that we wanted to see more celebrating of those types yeah, of moments because fine. we see it in every other sports league where it's yeah, like yeah. if you make even just like a divisional round or something like that, it's like bottles are popping and right. all the energy is flowing. So it's like this is the longest NWSL season ever. Right. <laughs> and this is and I kind of I find myself like having to still remind like others of that. But this is, this is like the longest, I mean, in everything, like the longest and like literally year, the longest. Yeah. Right. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Like yeah.
0: Like ever. So, and then to sort of have that coming off of like a 2020 that didn't have their new, like barely any NWSL soccer is like quite the 180. Yeah. So here we are like, mm-hmm. we're here and we're going to celebrate that. So the Chicago red stars ended their season with this win against Orlando. It Absolutely clinched them a home playoff Mm -hmm. in some capacity. They had to still wait for some results from uh, the games on Saturday and Sunday. After those games concluded, uh, Trinity Rodman and the Washington Spirit said enough. And they did the thing and uh, it eliminated Houston. North Carolina Courage are in. Gotham are in. And it uh, ended up locking up a number four seed and a home playoff for the Red Stars.
1: As 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 much as it would have been great for Chicago to get third, I I'm not mad that they're not playing Houston. In a way, I think that would have been a trap game. Maybe
0: it it might have been, man. And uh, yeah, there's a. I gotta go find. I gotta go find Dash actually and hear what they gotta say about it because <sighs> what a what a what a time for the Houston Dash to go out like that uh but chicago red stars yeah did not have to worry about that nope they uh were able to secure a home playoff and then after everything was sort of dusted and settled number four baby fourth place that's right home playoff um a place where uh they are not unfamiliar with being only this time uh with the introduction of six playoff teams versus four playoff teams That means that Chicago does get to host a home playoff, which is kind of nice because if this was just a regular format, they would not. Right. So. There's some uh, some it was like a nice surprise because we definitely had that moment in the final regular season home game for Chicago where we were like, uh, hey, we don't know if we're going to see each other again or if we're going to do this again. And lo and behold, we're going to get another shot to cover a chicago red stars home game and it's going to be in a playoff format so they will be taking on the number five seed mm-hmm. new jersey new york gotham fc or new york new jersey gotham fc i don't know there's a lot going on there gotham fc team from the east coast number five
1: yeah they're oh, uh, sorry I, I was about to <laughs> never mind i'm um, keep going you can add to it if you'd like. I was going to say they keep talking about the banter. The banter that's online tonight is all New York City based. And I'm like, wait, it's- when did you guys move to New York City? Because I I'm confused, actually. um,
0: I, I don't know. I uh, I think my, my take on it was actually nobody has ever said that they want to go on vacation to either Bridgeview, Illinois or Harrison, New Jersey. Yeah. And that's a draw, baby. That is what that is considered. So uh, that's all fun. So that's also fun. The return of like playoff banter is back and stuff like that. But um, let's look at this Gotham FC side. Chicago Red Stars in regular season against this team. Everybody uh, didn't get the head to heads uh, with this one in terms of looking at all of these different playoff scenarios down the not even the final week, but maybe the final few weeks of the season. There was a lot of what-ifs. It's like, well, if there's level on points or if Gotham goes on a run, like Chicago does not have the tiebreakers against uh, Gotham FC. So watching uh, this Red Stars team in these last several weeks, watching their midfield specifically, and we don't know if you all listening take the time to watch other NWSL games, but Claire and I do that. Watching the Chicago Red Stars team and what their midfield is doing in these last few games, more specifically this Orlando game recently, and looking at Gotham, is there an opportunity here, Claire?
1: Oh, of course. I mean, I think these two teams are, I think that they're pretty similar, but in a way that it should be like comforting, I think, to Chicago fans in that, um, I mean, they played to two scoreless draws this year, and then the one game that Gotham won was another kind of disaster game. That was one of the Biancas and George, uh, red card games. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that they have an opportunity. I think, um, they need to, they need to sit. I mean, I, the thing about, the thing about Gotham is this is we know who Gotham's best players are, right. And we know how they can beat you. And one of the difficulties of having a team where you where those roles are so obvious is other teams can kind of plan for that. And so we've seen, even in, in some of the nil, nil draws, we've seen a defender kind of sit on midge purses hip and, and not give her a lot of space. Um, We've seen them force Carly Lloyd to take shots from distance. We've seen um, them. We saw, you know, we've seen Kelly watt kind of torch that, that Gotham back line. So they have the weapons for sure. Um, but Gotham also has their weapons. And so I think that what we're gonna see is going to be a very close game that, uh, I, I don't exactly know where it's going to be won, but I do think that Chicago has the midfield advantage. And I think if Casey Krueger and Aaron Wright can both be at their best, I think they are equipped to, to handle what Gotham's got outside. So then the question is can Ch- King Chicago score,
0: <laughs> which yeah.
1: they don't have to, to advance in this game, but it would sure be easier on them if, if they did, you know,
0: be helpful, right? Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be helpful. would be nice. Uh Let's talk a little bit about maybe home playoff, mm-hmm. right? Let's talk about, advantage. Not on
1: wood. The weather's supposed to be pretty nice for
0: the Like I would. The weather is supposed to be pretty nice. 50 55 degrees and sunny is yeah. a good day for some playoff anything. Yeah. Really. Um the last time this team hosted a home semifinal was in 2019. It was a semifinal it was against Portland Thorns. went on to uh advance to the NWSL championship final on a 1-0 scoreline. something about this team. With the Red Stars and just looking at these final results on the stretch in the regular season, this is just sort of like is it just like this ingrained DNA where they just where they're doing enough? And is that like what it is about at this point in the year as you're going to the season? I think you echoed that already a little earlier at the top of this podcast, where it's just kind of like when you get into knockout rounds. Anything can happen and maybe what you have been doing previously or lack of or whatever might not matter anymore when you're in these scenarios. And maybe it matters even less if you are in sort of uh, your home turf. It's it's no travel. It's, you know, the extra comforts of home. It's the day of rest. It's uh, It's all of those things. And hopefully with the good weather, it means the fan support as well.
1: Yeah, that's
0: something that we think is like gonna work in favor of the Red Stars this year in 2021, sort of post-2019 phenomenon and kind of at the latter end of a pandemic.
1: I mean, yeah, of of Chicago's 11 wins, I think. I think they only lost at home twice this season, three times, not counting the Challenge Cup, but uh, they lost to Orlando. They lost to Louisville in that kind of disaster game. And then I think they had a lot of draws, um, but they, their, their home record is actually quite good. Um, and so I think that will be helpful for them. I think, yeah, I mean, in terms of fan support, like, I don't think we're going to get 9,000 people like we did in 2019, but I do think that, um, even just the players have gotten used to letting the crowd in a little bit more than they had in in the years past, and so I think that honestly, if if Chicago clears four K, then that will be that will be noticeable. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I I do think that it helps set them up. I definitely do. I think it also helps that Gotham played two games this week, and the Red Stars only had to play one. That makes a difference too. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think it should be, I think the, I mean, I think the red stars are about as well set up as they could be, you know, it's just now the same issue of kind of where the ball bounces and and if it's their day or not, because we've seen a little bit of that this year too, where sometimes it's just not your day, but, um, yeah. and And I think the other thing too, is as we sort of talk about those small margins or whatever, as we've seen a number of teams kind of get into the flow of honing into this last part of the season, whether it's the Washington Spirit or the Red Stars or OL Rain or even the Thorns, who at least have, have not, you know, lost uh in the last couple of games. But um I think that you know Chicago makes hard things look easy and also makes like hard things look hard. <laughs> and I I want to acknowledge that they're elevating they are elevating the things that they're good at. And a lot of quality goes into playing the games that they play, even though they're not always the most exciting ones. Um, And so what you want for a team like that is for it to work. And so I think that's ultimately like my, my thought on if this game gets really exciting, because it's like a goal fest, then Chicago's game plan hasn't worked.
0: I don't think that's unfair. I think that's actually quite on the nose and true. Let's well, let's stick on that. Let's stick on the game plan. Let's talk about maybe another storyline really quickly. Um, or you know, surrounding this playoff, uh, the, the coaching head to head, right? Or games best stars coach for a million years, right? A million playoffs, no trophies. People know these this part, Scott Parkinson. Making his way back to Chicago, actually, in the playoff, uh, but as head coach of uh of Gotham FC. So you know Scott Parkinson was with the club in all of 2020, was with them in the bubble fall series, right? Was with uh the team in the majority, maybe first half, two thirds, right? like really most of the 2021 Yeah, Two like two thirds, two thirds yeah. of the of 2021. And this sort of final third um, got a, the head coaching position with the with Gotham FC. So, in terms of the game plan, I'm a little curious as to how Parkinson is going to have Gotham come on in to CKE Stadium and go up against a team that he knows fairly well, and this Gotham team that they did get a number of draws against uh, during the regular season is not coached by the same coach that They got those draws against. So what are, what do you think we're going to be looking at here in terms of maybe the coaching at ahead?
1: Um, you know, it, it's, it's, that's an interesting question. I think that, um, like one of the good news things about Chicago is that I don't think there's any really big secret about how to, who they're, what their plant, you know, it's like, they are who they are. Um, and just your issue is when you can't uh, do anything about it. Um, so I don't think that I'm not like too concerned that Scott Parkinson is going to have some sort of elite coaching or scouting report on the red stars. I think that like everybody knows who the red stars are. They're the red stars, but, um, I will say this, I will say that I've been interested by Scott's subbing patterns since taking over at Gotham, they're a little bit dames like. um so I'm like, maybe there are more similarities here
0: than we, we thought. Think, yeah.
1: <laughs> or at least for a squad that you know isn't really Parkinson's, he will he will tweak that over time. but he's not made a lot of changes. and he's been leaning into the like one of the identities of Gotham, which is a number of older, established very kind of hard-nosed players um and they've I would say that it was not it has not been like a scintillating start for him as a head coach you know they had two games in hand with the ability to even um theoretically have a a quarterfinal bye, and instead they drew their last three yeah so I I don't know I I will say that um maybe what I am saying is that I'm not sure any coach is going to like win this one. I'm not sure that there's going to be any massive, you know, we saw like, we saw that big flop, that big belly flop that Houston did playing for the draw and then trying to collapse in. And I'm like, well, Chicago might do the exact same thing to be completely honest, but I think they might be better at it than Houston is. So I don't, I don't know. I, so I guess maybe I don't really have an answer to that question other than just from what we've seen um, Gotham is a team that has the possibility for a lot of different identities. And I would say the one that they're going with is the most, has the most veteran leadership and is probably the steadiest, but it's not, as we all know, I mean, this is true even from, from Scott's predecessor, but they're not as dynamic as they could be. And I think everybody kind of knows that. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think that's unfair. I mean, Yes, it's, it's, uh, we could say that like they're coming in on three straight draws. And I'm sure there's also the angle of like, oh, they're, they're coming in on, you know, a four game undefeated streak, right? With the draws between. So there's like all those angles too. Right. Um, and then like maybe there can be, I'm, I'm I'm curious about that. I'm curious about like exactly what you just said, like in terms of the like, uh, substitution part of it, like the in game adjustments. Um, because, we gotta believe or imagine or assume that, you know, maybe a ton of that rotation was was based on the fact that their final couple of weeks were like a real grind in terms of getting these games in to finally be level on matches played, you know. So kind of having to keep up with a bit of player rotation a little bit and making these um in-game adjustments. I'm I'm curious if in a quarterfinal, maybe players who were getting taken out or subbed out or whatever, going to go longer, right? right? Because of because of the type of game that this is. So, um there's there's a lot of a lot there, and it's it's always fun, and I always love to chat about these things, especially with you, Claire. um But let's let's maybe just like close it out with like individual performances, right? Something that we've always done on the show, and we'll do it maybe for for both teams in this one. Who do you want to have? not have a great game for gotham and who needs to be lights out for chicago
1: okay so i know that everybody everybody like i said everybody knows gotham's what what their what their motor is up top right but i actually think for chicago we need they got to get in behind and they got to I, I would say that, like, I think people are thinking, like, how do you stop Gotham? And I'm not thinking that at all. I'm thinking, like, how do you um, break them down? And so I think that uh, – I don't want to, like, say this in a way that, like, is, is bad or any sort of way, but, like, I think probably Chicago's job is a little bit easier if Erica Skrosky starts rather than Amani Dorsey. Um, and you just hope that their center backs aren't quite on the same page but they get a little bit nervous and in, in the big moment and they uh, make a mistake and that Chicago is able to capitalize on it because that um, I think that's going to be the key.
0: Okay. So no, you don't want to give me a specific player for, for other team.
1: Oh, like Gina Lewandowski. I sorry. I like. I, I'm just like. Oh, yeah. Like you were waxing poetic. Like, I
0: love it yeah, too. I get yeah. lost. I lo- I get lost yeah. in your eyes and your words. I thought, I thought that
1: wasn't. I thought that was implied. But okay. Scott, yeah. Scott
0: Ripley's my favorite band. Like yeah. I will absolutely <laughs> sit here and be like, yes.
1: I forgot. Yeah. I forgot to say a name. I'm sorry. Like, oh, Gina. <laughs> you know, Gina Lewandowski. Yeah.
0: So then, okay, if it's Gina for for uh, if it's Lewandowski for or
1: Kaylin Sheridan, I think is another one.
0: True. Yeah, if, if if it's either of those two for forgot them, then I'm assuming on other end for Chicago it's like an attacker. You want to be lights out?
1: No, I think that um I think that they need I mean I think they're just going to need a uh, No, I mean I think that I I think that the basis though of what they do is going to be based on just, you know, Sarah Gordon and Aaron Wright and Tierna Davidson and Casey Krueger just doing what they do best, which is 1v1 defending. For Sarah Gordon's case. And I think that she's going to be doing quite a bit of that. So.
0: Yeah. I would even argue that the outside backs uh, are a little bit better at that for Chicago as well. I I, I know that for outside backs, you know, a big part of their game is kind of 50 50 getting involved in the attack recovering to defend, you know, the other angle I take on that is, you know, if you're attacking, you ain't defending. So hopefully, um, there could be some, some stuff that's uh there's space behind Caprice There's some there. space behind this. There could hopefully be some space behind. So I'm, I'm with you in a similar aspect I think uh, they got to try to figure that out and maybe we'll try to see that. And, or we'll possibly see that in the early part of the game, because Chicago tends to do that. They tend to run really quickly the jump. And um, hopefully it'll work out in their favor. So I'm looking for space for the outside backs versus center backs. Um, so I'm I'm looking at MLPU in this one. I'm still I'm I'm looking at Kalioa too because she's sort of um.
1: Wait, who's your who's your Gotham player that you don't want to have a good game?
0: Oh, I definitely don't want Caprice Desco to, have, to have a good game. Yeah, and I great. mean that in like yeah. the most respectful way.
1: Right, right, right. Yes, like yes, right. Caprice
0: Caprista has been amazing. Of course, like she's she's Gotham's MVP yeah. as far as yeah. I'm concerned, and that's that's saying a lot because you look at somebody like a, a Margaret Purse or you look at somebody like a Ifyomana Manu who are basically also. <laughs> the MVPs of, of that team as well. But I'm looking at Caprice Didaso. I'm looking at the areas in which hopefully Chicago can find ways to to expose or exploit. And I hope Didasco decides to finally have a bad game and I hope it's in the in the playoff. Um and I hope that Casey Kruger gets the start uh, alongside the rest of uh, everyone else that we've seen in the back line in terms of Davidson and Gordon you know, and right. So um it's an exciting time, y'all. It's the greatest time of the year. Do you,
1: do you have a prediction? Not not necessarily for for who's gonna win, but just like, okay, actually better than this. Uh better than a than a score prediction. When do you think the first goal will be scored in this game?
0: I think Chicago okay. will score the first goal in extra time. <laughs>
1: I mean, it's possible. It really is. And fingers yeah.
0: crossed. And fingers crossed. It'll be enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go.
0: How about you? You can't. I'm going to ask you the same Oh, uh, When do I think
1: the first goal will be scored? Um, I think the first goal will be scored. Right. Oh, either five minutes before or five minutes after halftime. I think
0: that's great. And I think that
1: that's- that is going to be the game winner.
0: I think that is also equally a strong possibility. Yeah. I
1: love them <laughs> both. I love both these scenarios because yeah. they both feel right. And so yeah.
0: <laughs> there's two people who cover your <laughs> Chicago.
1: Now, oh, as Chicago boy. fans know, if it's five minutes before halftime, bad. If it's five minutes after halftime, good. Dang. So. <laughs> <laughs> you love to hear it. You love to see yeah. it. Uh,
0: I'm going to promote uh, our old work. Uh, Southside trap has a number of playlists on spotify if you go look up uh chicago red stars playlist they usually pop up um there's literally a playlist called chicago red stars playlist playlist the scam gang fam game we're throwing it back to all the other uh playoff scenarios obviously this is the return of playoffs uh, for the league and um, media access and availability still looks looks very, very different. So we weren't able to sort of compile like a, a recent playlist uh, like we would maybe have wanted to um, in, in past year. So we're going to revamp those old ones if people are looking for reasons to get hype or stay hyped or, or whatever. Um, but it's the like we said, it's the greatest time of the year. We love this week that leads up into playoffs. Um, And hopefully it's also a moment uh, and a time for people to reconnect. There's a lot of good stuff out there right now leading up to this playoff. Um, Chicago uh, local one, three, four are gearing up to do what they do at home games. Uh, co-owner sarah spain is, is talking about tailgating again those are always very epic times at the games so there's a lot of excitement there uh, get your tickets if you're local and you haven't uh, been able to get them yet and uh we will be there to cover it because uh, that's what we do here in this space so with that here's to hopefully covering the chicago red stars playoff win and i want to thank everybody for uh listening to this episode and all the episodes uh, prior to to this one It's a fun time. Let's all have uh, have a good time this week. Everybody continue to stay safe, Uh, wear your mask, get vaccinated when asked, wash your hands, wash your face, wash everything. Please continue your support of black players and black life. Uh, If you need to get caught up on anything that we've been talking about leading into these playoffs, you can do that on streaming services like Spotify, Anchor itunes all the good stuff wherever you find your podcast episodes head on over there leave us a five-star review because that stuff helps us out so much whenever we're continuing to create this content and if you're looking for more direct ways to support us you can do that via our Patreon. find a subscription tier that works for you sign on up and join the ride it's playoffs baby everyone be well and we'll be back next week